and journalistically curious. Welcome back to another episode of Brain Buzz. We are your hosts. I'm Kyle. And I'm Drake. And today we have a very, very special episode in store for you. It's something a little bit different, and by that I mean quite a bit different from what we're used to. Um, but we're really excited to share our recording space today with uh, Alex Misick from uh, UBC and the Department of Journalism. Is that is that right? Well, it- yeah. I'm also a work-learn student with the Center for Student Involvement. Perfect. Cool. So today, um, rather than learning all about Alex, although I'm certain that we'd love to hear all about you as well. I mean, I, I don't want to be disparaging. Um, but Alex is actually in studio today to ask us some questions. And Drake and I thought, you know, it's been a little while since we've talked about the podcast and what makes it go. Mm-hmm. And uh, so rather than uh, rather than us getting asked the smart sounding questions, we're turning that authority over to Alex. So. Alex, fire away. What do you got for us? Perfect. I'm definitely used to this already with my journalism <laughs> background, but I'm the interviewer today. So mm-hmm. a little bit of background on me. Like you guys said, I am a graduate student with the UBC School of Journalism. I'm also a graduate student assistant over there at the Center for Student Involvement and the GSCAP program, which is the Graduate Student Career Activation Project, is what you guys have been a part of. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have. Yeah. Very uh, proudly. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> if you didn't know, this program was launched back in 2018, and it stands to provide funding for up to $1,000 to a cohort of graduate students to help them with their ideas and invest in the development and expansion of their career goals. And you guys our graduate students who have successfully been a part of the program. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Drake and I have been uh, very fortunate to have received support and funding from GSCAP, and we've used that to help um, keep our show running. And, and yeah, we've been incredibly thankful and appreciative of the support that we've received. So Yeah, so speaking yeah. of the show, as psychology PhD students, why a podcast? I'm curious. <laughs> uh, well, um, it... It might be best to start kind of, I, I almost think that maybe it makes sense, Drake, and correct me if you disagree, but maybe to go back to where we, where it all kind of originated and why. Yeah. Because I think that kind of would yeah. help help answer that question. Mm-hmm. So the sort of genesis of this program was um, Drake, myself, and some of our colleagues and friends sitting around at a, I think it was a brewery. One I night. think it was the grad student uh, oh, was pub, it? wasn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, it Kerners. was Kerner's. Yeah, 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 we were in Kerner's. That's yeah, right. We're always yeah. over there. We're right across the street from there, so we're always in there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I might have to stop by this afternoon. Yeah. Um, Reminisce. So, yeah. um, so what ended up happening, we were sitting around, and, you know, we're, as graduate students and as, as researchers and scientists, I think one of the things that is most important for us is, and what is sort of this key trait that we all share is that we're naturally curious. And so we really enjoy talking about work. And even if it's in a very informal way, we like to talk about it. And mm-hmm. so, you know, sitting around and having a drink and just being able to to think about things that are maybe not quite what you always would be thinking about. Like right. not all psychology is the same. Drake and I do two very different types of psychology. Mm-hmm. But me learning about what he does and presumably him learning about what I do, I think actually really helps us and it, it expands our minds a little bit. And so, um, you know, we, we kind of toyed around with what we could do to help bring that to people and, and to kind of get other people engaged and those those who are curious and how can we engage them and and sort of show them what it's like if you pulled back the curtain and got to spend a bit of time with us informally talking about work. And that was sort of, in my mind at least, kind of the reason that we landed on a podcast is because, you know, we're... It's a, it's a good format. It's a good medium to be able to reach a lot of people. So. Yeah. And we like to talk. It's like Yeah. Holy crap. I just talked clear. for like four minutes. <laughs> straight. We just, Edit that part out, Drake. It's, uh, it's, I think, yeah, I think Kyle's kind of 
hit right on the head there is we were basically just having drinks and just we love talking about work in a casual way with our colleagues and we're like there's so many times that we were like holy like your work is so cool if only people could like hear you talk about this we think it'd be cool i'm sure it would be incoherent when they actually <laughs> what we were actually talking about at the bar at that time yeah that particular night may have been a bit blurry <laughs> but, but i mean we always thought you know that'd be really cool to talk about and you know having friends and colleagues that doing are doing all these really cool uh different types of uh research was basically what we what spurred this and then kyle just like said, do you want to start a podcast? And I said, seems like a lot of work. <laughs> and then uh, we ended up doing it anyway, and our friendship suffered ever since. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. But we, we uh, that was from, you know, one of the first times, like first few months I was here. So it had been like yeah. the beginning of our master's degree that we were like, hey, this is really cool. We could definitely meet a lot of cool people. We didn't even anticipate, you know, meeting cool researchers and getting to know them better yeah. uh, through ha through this podcast. And that's nice. something that's been really cool for us. Mm -hmm. yes. um, but yeah, we're going on tangents. I hope that answers no, your question. No, that's <laughs> fine. Yeah. So speaking of talking about work, doing the podcast, you guys do psychology. You said it's two different ones. So explain to me what you do, Drake, and what you do, Kyle, Okay, specifically. Okay. Kyle does a lot more boring stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's, that is entirely true. I do. So I do way more boring stuff. No, Drake, no, that's not true. Drake does some really neat stuff. Maybe I'll try and explain your work. Can you try and explain mine? Sure, yes, sure. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so Drake's work, I think, is really neat because he looks at uh, dyadic coping in couples. And so uh, couples who have gone through stressful and uh, life-changing and life-altering events or even just everyday stressors, uh, but working to understand how uh, coping and stress management can occur in sort of a relationship type setting. Mm -hmm. So how does the role of your partner or spouse impact your ability to handle your stress uh, and cope with it, cope with it in appropriate ways. Yeah, absolutely. Is that yeah? Is yeah. that reasonable? I'd say that is completely reasonable. Oh yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, I pay attention. Just watch me butcher that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope you do. I hope you butcher. So the Kyle is a cognitive psychologist, so he does research in cognitive psychology, uh, and he's been focusing mainly on how physical activity can impact our cognition mm. uh, and basically impact our cognitive functioning. So I don't know all the specifics about the cognitive tasks. I know there's a lot of cognitive tasks that they use within our lab, but I know that he's been working. On on basically assessing you know how people uh what types of exercise so the vigor how vigorous that exercise is and how common that exercise mm -hmm. is so do you go every day versus do you run aggressively do you lift weights or do you just kind of do brisk walks and how that impacts your cognitive uh, ability in yeah. different tasks is that about right that's yeah that's pretty much exactly that. right. nice yeah. so how would you guys say having this podcast has elevated your communication skills within your work Oh, uh, well, um, I, I've got to say that I think, despite the fact that I will have episodes where I can tell I'm just not on the money, um, I do think that I've sort of gotten to a point where I can speak a little bit more clearly and eloquently about not only my work, but about other work um, that I've come into contact with. And I think that's, that's actually um, a unique trait and skill and, and really a treat that I've been able to cultivate that over this period of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Great. Um, I realize that I now respond a lot more frequently with that's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I, oh, well, I mean, that's so true, though. You identify like mm -hmm. when you because Drake will edit the episode and then I listen back. Uh, I listen to it back again. And we kind of go through two rounds of editing with every episode. And, and you know, some of the some of the mannerisms that we have, we pick up on so readily. And so part of it is as well, identifying those and trying to 
eliminate them in some ways, right? So if you're giving a talk at a conference or, you know, you're trying to speak, again, speak eloquently in front of somebody that you want to be impressing, whether it's your committee or your supervisor or whatever, um, you know, kind of knowing what mannerisms you have and, <laughs> and sort of, okay, uh, you know, I've trained myself to hopefully mitigate some of them. So yeah, that's been, yeah. And, and I think I've learned a lot from our guests, not only in the content yeah. that they, they, they provide because the contents, I mean, a wide net of oh, different so very, topics. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, just the, the way that researchers talk about their work uh, is it's just, it's kind of different. It just hits different for every researcher. They all have their own different mannerisms and they all do it in such an eloquent way, but in different and unique ways. Mm-hmm. And so I think that uh, uh, we've just been having a really good time, especially last year to just kind of getting to know people's research, being more confident in our interviewing and, you know, asking questions that they they might find interesting yeah. uh, that they might not get all the time. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's made me a better uh, speaker in any way. I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to, I'm ever going to be a good speaker, <laughs> but, I, but I think I, right. I do okay with asking really simple, you know, low hanging fruit questions. But, but that's actually that. something that's important too, is, is having that confidence to go to somebody who's ri- like, we've had the, you know, we've been fortunate. We've had some guests who are really, very highly respected and so to have the confidence for us to be able to as graduate students to go up to them and ask them you know a series of questions that we're curious about and we know our listeners will be curious to have answers to Mm -hmm. and might put them on the spot a little bit in terms of having to you know think through some of their work I think that's uh, developing that confidence I think actually is is important as well Mm -hmm. last thing I'll add about this is just I think that uh it there's really aren't, there aren't too many stupid questions that you can ask. No. I mean, I think like we Agreed. have we are quite naive, especially when it comes to I mean every topic that we talk about, unless it's specifically in our area and we know the person's work really well, we're going to be asking kind of you know naive questions and, and silly questions. But they're never taken that way because they're not <laughs> they're yeah. not really that silly. I mean, you can ask something that's you know that's grounded in a misconception or grounded in a myth that you weren't aware of. And the researchers are really happy to point that out. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of is something, and I like that we have that segment of myths and misconceptions too, because yeah, we usually we kind of land on those already uh, yeah. because we're asking naive questions that are, that are kind of formed from these misconceptions or myths around, around us. Excellent. Yeah. So do you think there are any other skills that you can pinpoint since having this podcast? I can edit now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you set up this groovy space like yeah. super fast. So yeah. I think that's yeah. a skill. Yeah, absolutely. We've gotten very good at setting up mics. We, um, uh, we've gotten good at setting up to record on the road. We can, you know, that's definitely been a skill. Drake obviously can edit the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I manage website design, website, wow. that, yeah. all our social media. It's improved a lot over the last it, few years. Yeah, I've put and a lot social of social media management. Yeah, for social sure. media managing. Um, and so, you know, I think that we've learned a lot of skills that aren't necessarily directly applicable in some ways, but mm-hmm. certainly I think we'll have ramifications and payoff in the long run. I think the biggest thing Drake's been doing a lot of this recently is it's just emailing yeah. <laughs> and like just straight up emailing people. Mm-hmm. So cold calls, cold, yeah. cold, cold call, cold call email. <laughs> and you know, that's, that's been a, a, I think that's a skill that, you know, is kind of important. Yeah. I mean, academia. yeah, you don't, you wouldn't expect, I treat every email that I give to somebody that I don't know as possible spam (laughs) so so i'm always worried that i'm coming across as spam and and, uh yeah no it's 
just communication in general, I think, yeah. has improved with, you know, across all means. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because this takes a lot to put together and a lot to do. How do you manage this with your busy lives? As PhD <laughs> students, this must take a whole lot of time. Uh, yeah. So we'll, we'll give, we'll, uh, I'll have two answers to this. And one of them is the answer that we'd give our supervisor and committee members. <laughs> and then, take that much time. And no, no, no. <laughs> no, I mean, like, we, yeah, we, we like record, it's like 40 minutes and then we nice. just publish that yeah. immediately mm -hmm. and there's nothing else. But <laughs> that would be disingenuous and that, mm -hmm. that is, in fact, not the case. Um, I, I'd say an estimation like there's at least a few hours ahead of time once we've contacted the guests. Let's say Drake's cold email has worked. Now we've got we've got in touch with the guests. So, you know, often this is kind of where I'll end up stepping in and we'll take over to arrange timing and scheduling and making sure it fits for everybody and that they have. We send them a document so they kind of get a sense as to the types of questions we ask, um, send them some episode links in case they want to familiarize themselves with the sound and the way the episode works. So that's a few hours worth of work. And then by the time we actually sit down and record, you know, for every hour, uh, for every, let's say, 40-minute episode, we're usually actually recording for somewhere about 50 minutes. Yeah, hour to hour and a half max. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So, so yeah. all in all, I, I'd say that's another hour and a half. And then that doesn't include the time you spend editing, which can vary depending on all sorts of factors, including how clear the audio is and how yeah. articulate we've been that particular episode. And then, and then you know, I get it. And I, I often find that I spend like a solid... I'd say five to six hours just doing social media stuff yeah. and like, again, re-listening to it, writing up an, an episode. Making sure of, we have the references as well. Making sure we have references too. and make sure that we're contacting. So, you know, if, if recently we released an episode uh, with um, Alexander Crosswell yeah. from uh, UC San Francisco. And so, yeah. you know, getting in touch with UC San Francisco and any trying to track down if they have a media department, who that would be. And, and so there's a lot of stuff there that is, you know, takes takes time so mm -hmm. um yeah i'd say all in all like probably a, for each episode at least a solid day's worth of work for each of us yeah yeah there's a lot a lot of prep yeah. that goes into it um yeah. we'd like to know what we're the question about. was how do we manage it yeah. <laughs> yeah. i don't know um, we don't <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think we're we're realistic with our uh expectations as yeah. well i mean yeah. we would love to do one a week there's just it's not humanly possible for us um no. so that's why we kind of went with the two-week cycle and i mean the two-week cycle is still it's still quite hard to keep up with and and get guests down and make yeah. sure that we're ahead of schedule yeah. um it varies on when we are where we are and how many episodes we have recorded uh whether or not we're panicking <laughs> uh to get that two-week deadline um yeah. sometimes we're lucky we have a little back pile where we've recorded a bunch in one week and those weeks are usually really stressful because yeah. we'll have four episodes that we need to record and then then the editing after that but uh, i mean we man somehow we manage yeah <laughs> yeah and I, I i i've come to kind of approach this as another component to my job so mm -hmm. science communication is something that's talked about so much in all forms of academia and just understanding how to get science have a science outreach and so mm -hmm. you know i consider that to be sort of a part of what we do here and Therefore, I can justify it a little bit more easily. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, it's for me, it's not about the. Obviously, it's not about the money because <laughs> we're not making money yeah. off this. But uh, but I think well, that if somebody wants to sponsor us yeah. for big money. I don't know, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, the money that you guys provided is yeah, plenty. Notwithstanding, but that uh, I mean, we're we're obviously doing this uh, for other reasons, and I think that yeah, there's a lot of benefits to us that aren't necessarily 
tangible at the moment or, or never, may never be tangible, but I think it's those things that like, uh, you know, getting to meet all these really cool researchers, you know, yeah. networking in that way and really getting to know them is, is really cool and, and seeing how excited they are about their work and then getting excited about tangential lines of research yeah. or things that are, I'm never going to look at, but now I'm, you know, I'm up late looking at different studies yeah. because their work's really interesting. I, those things kind of allow me to kind of forget about how much time we put into this uh, and there's a lot worse things i could be doing with my time outside of academia so i think i'm okay with this yeah, yeah <laughs> a lot exactly. worse hobbies to have yeah. <laughs> that's actually a good segue into my next question <laughs> so i guess what have you learned in this experience about your career goals now have they changed have they altered in any way um yeah i mean i can say i can say one of the things that is really daunting is that in academia, if you're not willing to move somewhere, you're, you're kind of stuck. Um, and so for reason, you know, personal reasons, I don't want to be leaving Vancouver if I can avoid it. Um, and, you know, as a result of that, I kind of had come to terms with this idea that, you know, maybe my, maybe my long-term, you know, long-term career goals or aspirations shouldn't be set too high because, you know, maybe it's not feasible to be teaching as in you know professor type role at ubc for example because they don't hire their own typically and, and that's the way of most uni universities but you know having this experience and and sort of getting to know other people in other departments and, and universities around the world um you know having those connections i think can pay off and so suddenly you know i start wondering like oh maybe that isn't an irrational goal maybe i'm not setting the bar too high maybe maybe this is helping me in that in terms of hopefully achieving that goal eventually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know. Uh, I think it's it's definitely not hurting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, anyway, but has it drawn me in different directions? Sure, I'm definitely more interested in knowledge translation. Uh, talking about research, I think there's a lot of avenues that uh, are untapped right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think, you know, we're filling one of those holes. But uh, mm -hmm. I think that, like, there's a possibility that I might continue to do this and maybe try to do something later on that's more knowledge translation related, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could be, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's kind of hard uh, to look too far down the I'm the just line. trying to get through this year and then I'll figure out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, one project at a time. Yeah. We're definitely all there with, with the projects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you guys have done this when I was looking at it. It's been, this is your third season. Yes. Yeah. Third season. Yeah. So two and a bit years. Two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half ish years. Yeah been a bit so would you yeah. say that has working with gscap maybe changed your outlook on what's possible that this might be something that could could branch off because you've been doing it for a minute mm -hmm. yeah yeah we've yeah. been doing it for a few minutes yeah <laughs> no absolutely i mean to it is incredibly rewarding to have somebody look at what you've done to this point and say hey this is really valuable and and um not only just to say it's valuable but to actually put dollars behind it um, is pretty eye-opening to me and I'm sure Drake you feel the same way it's it's mm -hmm. it's really yeah it feels good it yeah. feels nice <laughs> I yeah and, I mean as grad students we don't my computer doesn't validate me all that often so uh, <laughs> and nobody else around me is cheering me on often so I mean don't it's worry nice, it's I got nice your back to, <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have that support from wherever it's coming from right and so this is nice I mean I, I think it's really helped us and it, it, do, it does give us or it's given me the I plant, it's planted the seed in my head that there's a possibility that this could be something that we could do uh, long term or, you know, just like maybe do more from, for it, uh, yeah. more, more yeah, with it absolutely. and maybe get paid. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> As always. Uh, <laughs> so I didn't get a chance to ask you earlier. Um, 
your PhD students, what years are you in? Four, third? We're yeah. both in our second, at the, second near yeah. the end of our second yeah. uh, PhD. Okay, yeah. so you can totally think about this now. Any future career prospects? It's <laughs> 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 a good time uh, to start thinking yeah. about it. Oh, man. Please, it is. Please it, don't. It, it really is, yeah. <laughs> I think the I think the one thing that is maybe a bit unique, and I know I don't know about uh, the school of journalism and how they set it up, but for us, um, it's a in in our department specifically, it's a two year masters followed by a four year PhD, so six years in total. Um, some schools are different. Some year some schools you kind of start a project and then you get partway through and they're like, oh, good work, it's now mm. a PhD project, mm-hmm. um, and so that becomes just a four year PhD and they skip the middleman basically. Yeah. Um, and so I think for the last three and a half years, nearing four years now, which is an insane thing to even say, mm-hmm. but for the last three and a half years, we've been in many ways kind of trying to put that out of mind because it's just so yeah. distant. And and I think realistically, like if we're smart, then yeah, we do need to start thinking about those sort of career aspirations and, and what those prospects might be. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure making these connections isn't hurting either, right? And to be able to put on selfishly to be able to put on the cv like yeah you know we've done this we've had all these great talks with all these fascinating researchers and we've really committed ourselves to sharing knowledge and communicating knowledge effectively Mm. um and so i you know i don't think that hurts but i yeah i haven't started looking not yet no (laughs) neither have i and i'd stop asking me (laughs) (laughs) that's like the worst question to hear it's such a no drake's drake is kidding a little bit but it is it is one of those ones where you're like oh no yeah, I hope my mom doesn't ask me next time. I don't nah, know what yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm yeah. always have to answer every week. So yeah, oh. <laughs> my mom's gotten good at it because she's got my sister also, uh, which you can go back and listen to Ellie Gooder and we did an episode with her. Oh. Uh, I got I got a couple drinks of me. It was fun, um, <laughs> but you know I think she's kind of gotten used to like not asking because yeah. there's two of us doing the same thing at the same point in our in our academic careers. So yeah, uh, mm. maybe she's got a little bit better about it. Boy, so that's going to make this next question super hard. Oh, no, don't ask me what my favorite episode was. No, (laughs) it's basically if you had one piece of career advice for another graduate student, what would that be? Come on our program. (laughs) <laughs> there's one <laughs> there's one well no I, I i that's obviously said in jest but um but i do think like there are so many good opportunities there are people other graduate students out there doing work that obviously we're not doing but um one of our former guests uh uh kaylee was putting together like i think they called it nerd night was that it and and, and so there are there are opportunities for you to go out there and meet like-minded people um to broaden your sort of network because you never know i mean no work, no academic work, no matter what field you're in, is is exclusively your own. Mm-hmm. So psychology is not just psychology. There's a lot of overlap with other areas, and um, chemistry is going to be the same way. And you know, and so it doesn't hurt to go and make friends and make acquaintances, and and you know, have develop professional relationships outside of exclusively your work. So mm-hmm. show that you can do other things as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, is career advice was the question. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm not doing Don't much, much career-wise. Are, are we, are we calling this a career? Yeah. Um, I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy what I do. Uh, I'm happy to do the work that I do every day and talk to awesome researchers. Career advice, I would be the worst person to give the career advice to anybody. <laughs> but I mean, if you're interested in the work and you want to be doing research and you're interested in having an inquisitive mind, I mean, definitely do stuff that you're interested in and uh, focus on that. Uh, and then if you want a real job, um, <laughs> don't go into academia. Do what you can. I mean, do it, do no. whatever, do whatever you like. I mean, really think about, if I've always, I, I think maybe this is kind of 
summing up what you're trying to get at is I think if you're passionate about what you do and you're committed to working hard at it, something will happen. Some, something positive will come out of it for you. And so, you know, I know there, there's always, as graduate students, there are always down days. There are tough days and there are days in which you just are like, man, <laughs> I've been up all day. I haven't even thought about eating like, and now it's bedtime. Um, but, and that's not healthy. Don't do that. But you know, there is a good idea in there to, I think, I think there is, there's room at the end of the day, if you are working hard and you're really passionate about what you do, something will, something good will come of it for you. Mm -hmm. That's what I like to tell myself at least. Yeah. yeah. Not, not everything bad about grad school. I really enjoy it. Yeah. It's oh, really it's fun. fantastic. I know. People and there's going to be a lot of avenues opened up to you if you, if you kind of embrace all of it and do other things outside of just the research as well. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you, Drake and Kyle, for letting me take over the mic today. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm definitely going to go ahead and pass it off back to you. Thank you so much for being part of the GSCAP over there at the Center for Student Involvement. And I can't wait to dive into the rest of your website and hear what you've got <laughs> coming up on this podcast. Sounds great. Well, Thanks, you know, again, we'd like to thank you, Alex, and everybody at GSCAP and the Center for Student Involvement for their support um, and their generosity and their support. Uh, you know, it's, it's made a financial burden a little less on us because we do carry that with us, but, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you again for asking such wonderful questions. It's nice to be on the receiving end of questions for yeah. an episode. Yeah. Um, if you've enjoyed this and would like to learn more about the GSCAT program, uh, tootle around on the webpage in which you found this. Otherwise, if you've listened to this on brainbuzzpodcast.com, where not only can you find all of our episodes, but you also get great little bios, contact information for our guests previous information about the research, um, including references that might have informed any given episode. You can find it there. We're also on social media at uh, BrainBuzzPod. Uh, is it BrainBuzzPod or BrainBuzzPodcast? BrainBuzzPodcast.com. BrainBuzzPodcast.com. Or what about Twitter? BrainBuzzPod? Oh, or BrainBuzzPod, yeah. Yeah. Shorten it up. Save a few character spaces. So reach out to us there. Anyways, um, thank you again, Alex, for joining us. And uh, until next time, cheers. Cheers. Bye.